I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Michael. Hi, Shelly. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, uh well, it's it's raining. Um, it's a little snowy. A little snowy, uh, a little cold out. I'm a couple days away from having seen the, the Batman, and uh, mm. oh, I got so many thoughts on it, but I won't say <laughs> anything about it, because we're not even talking about that today. We're not. No. But on this yeah. podcast, we like to talk about cinema's underrated hotties, a.k.a. stealth sex symbols. We have a very special guest today, do we not? Oh, my God. I think that we do. I think we have a pretty stellar guest. <laughs> Who are we and, talking to, Michael? <laughs> oh, my God. We have a thrilling guest. A filmmaker, writer, micro-cinema queen, Caroline Gollum, everybody. Kids are so excited. Children love me. They should. I am beloved by children everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And children love your stealth sex symbol. They sure do. Yeah. So, who are we going to be talking about today and in what movie? We're talking about someone who. Evidently, if our conversation prior to this recording is any indicator, is not as stealth of a sex symbol as I mm. thought he was. I thought I was coming through with a real deep cut, and it turns out that <laughs> Bob Hoskins in The Long Good Friday might just be a little bit more mainstream 
than we had anticipated. Mm. What? Mm. Mm. I know. Is it Everybody's so inconceivable though? He's, I mean, we're going to get into it obviously, but he's yes. a real dime in this picture. An absolute dime. And we talked about before we started the recording, the fact that uh, Mr. Hoskins has already made an appearance on this podcast. We previously talked about Bob Hoskins in the movie Hook. We Very did. different role here. But a bit of very a trade cute. vibe with his bandana and his beard, I gotta say. Oh, yeah. It's very oh. cute. Mm. Oh, what a little cutie. I know. We love short kings. We love thick kings. We love Bob Hoskins. <laughs> he has all of those things. Uh. But. And he even has like a thick, like an accent that sounds like a thick guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got a thick I, voice for sure. Little little tough guy. We love him. Yeah, he's got a tough guy voice. voice. Tough yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah, we're tough guys, Jake. Real tough guy. That gravelly tendency that only comes with a hard scrabble childhood that you've parlayed mm. into a wonderful career as a beloved character actor. Mm. Oh, ain't it the truth? Well, before <laughs> we get into the Long Good Friday, uh, Michael, I believe we have another guest who's gonna gonna come. Ah, uh, yes, we case? do, and I'm so happy to introduce him. Um, mm. I know him as Derek, um, but mm. everyone else in the culture refers to him by his nickname. They call me yeah. Beautiful. And then cut it and then cut it off. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Good. Because if we play it too much, then we end, we end up having to pay uh, Derek royalties. Mm. Um, and honestly, I just... Deep in debt. Okay. Yeah, we're in debt, and I just got my tax return, and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give that all yeah. to, and, to Derek. And the listener might not know, but you know, now we are roommates, and there's been big talk about getting a fancy vacuum. So, you know, we yeah, gotta hold on, hold on to the bucks. Which one are you looking at? Is it like a Dyson Airblade kind of yes. deal? Yes, uh, oh. Dyson the V15. Um, okay, <laughs> good tip. Thank you. Michael's right. done the research. I've done the research. Um, I don't know. I'm a big fan of vacuums. I think they are very cool, and I'm excited to be a, a grown up who gets to like use them as much as I want. Let me ask you a, just a real curveball question Do you currently yeah. have a vacuum? Yes. What are you going to do with the old one? I don't know. Are you looking for a vacuum? So I've been thinking of upgrading, but I don't know if I'm ready to commit to the Dyson V150. Mm. And the current vacuum I have now is like less than ideal. So mm. if you're looking to get a new vacuum, yeah, and the current vacuum you have is better than the one that I have now, okay, let's talk. Let's make a deal. I, I throw <laughs> some love plans your deal. way. We'll talk after the show about this we'll vacuum. Deal. The show. Sorry, I don't want to take plans. up all this time, but. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't the vacuum. This could be joke. this could be advantageous for both of us. Is what I, I'm saying. Be good. You scratch this my back, be... I scratch yours. I, I, just I, 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 a little vacuum trade. A little yes. vacuum trade. I, I like Dillon, this. Like Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something about this movie just brings out the little Wheeler Dealer in me, and I've been yeah. buying a lot of shit off Craigslist too. So I'm in that mentality already of like, okay, but how? What, what can we really do here? What's what's yeah. that? <laughs> Listen, Bob Hoskins and Long Good Friday did not get to where he is at the top of the heap by paying retail. It's so true. Nah. Oh, so God. True. Rule number one of being a gangster is never pay retail. Don't pay never full pay price. Retail. Nope. <laughs> Gangsters don't pay retail. Nah, I like that. We should we should start a little... Uh, let's start a little book club and like... The girlfriend's get, guide to being a gangster? Yeah, let's, let's start a... <laughs> 
<laughs> the three of us write this book. Gangsters don't pay retail. Yeah. It's a home ec guide. I, I don't know I if either it. of you had like home ec when you were in school, but I did not have home ec. And so I've been yeah. re- reading like 50s and 40s like home oh. ec textbooks. Those are the best about ones. How to, about how to clean everything with vinegar. <laughs> like, yeah. Time saving things. And it's very, very useful. And I Isn't that I'm really I'm bummed that they like don't do shop and home ec anymore because I they feel need like, to do that like, shit again. I would love to have known these things going into my dotage as an adult woman. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you need like <sighs> if y'all baby is crying, give them a little shot of whiskey. <laughs> if yeah, I could... or how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> do they have like all these things as a form of grad school? Um, because mm. I'd fucking go then. Yeah, the only useful grad school would be a home ec and shop. M.A. I would I fucking love an M.A. I don't need an M.A. in English. I already know how to read English. I grew up reading I'm a master's in my own house, son. I have a Ph.D. in home economics. Oh, God. <laughs> sounds so fucking good. That sounds amazing. Good. <laughs> I would look amazing in an email signature. Uh, you got to call me doctor, okay? Doctor? I'm a doctor of oh. home ec, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, Speaking my of God. doctors. Have we heard? Oh yeah, from our right. friend. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm completely oh. running roughshod over this script. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> now, uh, Michael, you're usually the one to touch base with him. So, I mean, have you have you heard anything? Because um, I mean, he should be here by now, right? Look, you, what you have to understand about Doctor Drinkenstein, the OG who actually does have mm. his PhD in home economics. That's why we call him Dr. Drinkenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Gangsters also never show up on time. <laughs> Y'all feel me? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that might be true, but listen, Caroline's a busy person. She's got vacuums true, to look true. at. She's I'm so sorry. I don't, control, I don't mean to be like, disrespectful. I'm not that busy. Oh, my God. Huh? Are oh. you kidding me? Today's like my day off. All I'm doing is putzing around. And like we've established already, for those of you who aren't fortunate enough to be in New York City right now, it's really shitty outside. Yeah. And cold. <laughs> yeah. And I already left the house today to go to the store. So mm. my mitzvah so you is got, done. You did your minutes. Yeah, I'm mm. fine. I got my steps in. Okay. Well, so, okay, this might not be a problem for you, but personally, I'm a little bit annoyed just because there is a Why are you going to take it personally? Why are you going to take it personally? Of the doctor, the good doctor not showing up on time. Mm. And that's maybe a little inconvenient. Maybe he's helping someone right now. You can hear the siren in the background. <laughs> I can't hear the siren. He's making a house call. He's making uh, a house my, call. Yeah, maybe. It's a mixology emergency. Yeah. I need a groaning. Someone's baby just... needs a shot of whiskey, like right now. Doctor Drinkenstein is on his way with the with the black alligator case and a vial. He, he do have vials. Yeah, he would have a he would have an alligator doctor's case with vials in it easily. You've you got mail. You've got um, mail. Oh man, oh, what is? Was that you? I have to hack into my AOL email. Hold on, just <laughs> gotta get in my AOL email. Okay, mm-hmm. looks like I've gotten an, uh, a note from uh, the good yeah, doctor. Yeah, it sounds like a few notes. Okay. All right, opening my mm-hmm. email. Password <laughs> is my mom's favorite movie. Um, ba, 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 ba. Beaches. Sorry, I didn't mean to say your mom's favorite movie on the air. Um, well, You're gonna if I put it password. here, everyone's going to be able to <laughs> hack into not secure. <laughs> everyone's going to be able to hack into my things if they know. Well, look, I'll give you... I'll give you all a hint, but I won't say it mm. on the air. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's about uh, a white guy named Tony who uh, <laughs> loves a Puerto Rican girl named Maria and the time period <gasps> oh. and they're in just doesn't want that to happen. It's my mom's favorite movie too, if it's a movie I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're thinking about the same movie. There's no yeah. other way. <laughs> There's no other way we're not, not both thinking of a movie uh, that rhymes with Breast Bride Brewery. Breast Bride Brewery. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> though, I'd check that movie out. Yeah, Okay, what's this Drinkenstein? What's this fucking yeah, email have yeah, to what's, say? What's going on? What's going this on? guy, okay. Um, <clears throat> hello, hello, you beautiful bastards. I hope to join you today, but I've popped over to London Town. It's lovely when it's grey and wet this time of year, isn't it? Pip, pip, cheerio. Derek, wow, gross. Mm-hmm. Gross. Why is he putting on a fake accent? Yeah, and that's, even tell that's that wrong. Time, no, that's cultural appropriation. Yeah, I'm glad someone's saying something about it. God damn it. <laughs> After English everything the English enough. have done for the world, brought us freaking culture. Mm-hmm. The Belgian marbles in a museum in London. Yeah. yeah. Built trains and shit. Come on. Oh, God. It's very rude. Very disrespectful. And on, so, you know, it is. Not surprising though, because if he can't respect our time, I'm not surprised that he can't respect another culture. So, mm. what did we establish about Derek the last time we talked about him? I don't fucking know. All right, he's cool. a scoundrel. It sounds cool. like. Yeah, I, he's I'm a trying to think of. He was in L.A. for a while, I think. Uh, he was in L.A. for a while. He's he's not great, and honestly, Caroline, it's a little frustrating because Michael keeps inviting this guy back. Even though this happens every fucking week, do we? With it, God, this guy has never once shown up when he said that he was going to show up, and Michael just keeps. And I don't know what exactly their relationship is right now. I mean, that's that's their business. But you watch him be crushing on your couch for like six weeks next month. Oh, I know, God. and we don't I even know. have a couch yet. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's business. right there at the door <laughs> with his doctor's case. All right, and his listeners. <laughs> listeners, I'm extremely embarrassed right now. We, there will be a couch very soon. I bought mm-hmm. one. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. It's going to be Blue Velvet, and I got it Ooh. because I like that song. Um, <laughs> it's going to be real fucking classy, and sometimes you have to get through little periods in life where you don't have a couch to have yeah. a couch in the future. And that's what <clears> everyone <throat> says. People are always yeah. saying that. That's what my grandma's well, always said. Yeah. Did Derek at least send a drink recipe? He did, um, and I don't like the title of it hmm. as a catholic okay. a practicing catholic yeah <laughs> that's me <laughs> wait really catholic. no i'm not a practicing catholic i am a lapsed catholic and uh but that never I, goes away i love the catholics because they they never stop being catholic even when they're lapsed mm-hmm. catholic. i don't believe in any of the shit or any of the rules of but i am not. i'm there for the lifestyle um i'm, I'm there not for the re- production design the production yeah, design the is yeah they, it's theatrical <laughs> it's oh god great hats uh great great hats beautiful hats beautiful <laughs> hats and robes and shawls and gowns yeah. and cups i went to my first ever catholic mass last week oh man and was it actually, oh, how god. was it it was beautiful i went for ash wednesday nice in the oldest church in miami florida oh that's oh. fun yeah, it was wild. They had a little old lady there standing next to the priest to narc on anybody who was trying to take the host and use it for Santeria. <gasps> ah! 
that's back. amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh, that sounds like a evidently blast. it's a going concern. You know, mm. which you know, you I personally that. think that they should be cool with it because I think we should be so cooler about it. They should God. they should just learn to roll with things better, and then the See, Catholic Church will be fine. If you look <laughs> yeah. at religion as a series of different franchises, like I do. Mm. Uh, Catholicism, I'm just like, accept the notes that you're getting from the culture. Like, you need a little bit of a reboot. Um, yeah. They're you know, already people... successful. They have a million locations and they have a million franchises. Yeah. You know, they've got the real estate. It's like, just get with the times a little bit. People like magic. Know? Lean into the magical elements. We eat yeah. Jesus Christ's body. That's kind of spooky and strange. They love, um, like, people love goth shit. The Catholic people love goth shit. Goth. Let's take that people on. Yeah. Huh. It also very yeah. demonstrably jibes well with religions from places that they've colonized. Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe they, not so much, but they can exist concurrently. Yeah. Because um, it's also a pagan religion because yeah. of all gosh. the saints. It's you know. Yeah. Anyway, we, we love yeah. Catholicism <laughs> on this show. Um, so, Michael, there's a Catholic. Like... There's a Catholic angle on Long Good Friday too. It's oh, not. Absolutely. It's not off topic. No, 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 no. We're still, we're still on brand. Um, so, Michael, I, you said that you didn't like the name of this drink. Could you send it to me? Um, so uh, clickety that. clack. Um, mm. I've just sent it from my AOL email to your <laughs> Hotmail account. Mm, thank you. Will you copy my Earthlink on that too? Next time? <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I. It seems accurate. This title. Only if you're guilty, which I am mm. not. Oh, profound. Anyway, no, it's yeah. Our drink this week <laughs> is called Catholic Guilt is International. This recipe calls for two ounces of gin, one ounce Campari, 0.5 ounces triple sec, juice of half a lemon, and three dashes of Peychaud's bitters. Combine all in a shaker with ice and shake hard. Double strain into a chilled chalice, chalice, and garnish with a floating lemon wheel. Do either of you have a chalice at home? I might. You've seen yeah. all the cups. Um, <laughs> I have so. seen all the cups. <laughs> You've seen all the cups. The cups are in them. one I have section. A glass. Mm, that's kind of what's, like a chalice, right? What's or a coupe glass? glass? Cope, champagne coupe or cope? Cope. cope. Help me out here. That's the little Thank one. Coupe, coop, right? Coop. I that's guess the little bull one. It's like you know, yeah. it's a little teeny. That's yeah, what, like, like Carol Lombard would drink out of. Yeah, I'm yeah. drinking out of yeah, cups like, and glasses, and I'm not drinking out of coops. What it's the a fuck? 30s. It's a 30s cup. <laughs> I gotta find some. It's coops. the 30s cup. The you official cup of the though. 30s. Yeah. All right, Michael, send me a link to the coop store. Couch, and... coop, vacuum. vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as annoyed as I am with Derek for not being here, this does sound pretty good. All's Do not forgiven yet, though. All's not forgiven. <laughs> no, no, never, never forgiven, never forgotten. But yeah. I will try this drink. Uh, now, Michael, yeah, I think it's time for us to start getting into our main movie. Would you like to tell us what the Long Good Friday is about? Absolutely. Harold Bob Hoskins, a prosperous English gangster, is close to a lucrative deal when bombs start showing up in very inconvenient places. A mysterious syndicate is trying to muscle in on his action 
and Harold wants to know who they are. He finds out soon enough, and bloody mayhem ensues. Now, see, we always steal these synopses from IMDb. This is one of the better ones. This is a great is synopsis, and the voice you read it in is like the English version of the In a World guy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Who has a name? I didn't Google it. I'm sorry. My bad. I don't know his name, and it's better that we don't. In a world. Well. In a world. <laughs> in a world, in it. I think his name is Lake Bell's dad. Lake Bell's dad. Lake yep. Bell's dad? Nah, no, that was that Bell's movie. Dad. That movie was where that... she wanted to be the, the trailer lady. Who was the but guy? It was in tough that? because she was a woman. It was Cy Abelman, whatever that guy's name is. Oh, okay. Cool. What's his name for Mysterious Man? That guy. He was the he was the daddy. Anyway. Before we uh get into our main conversation, we like to play a little game to get ourselves a little uh wet, lubed up, hot and heavy, ready to go. Real uh, slick. <laughs> real slick. So Michael, would you like to explain what this game is? Oh, yeah. Well, this is a... Thank you very much, Shelly. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, everyone, uh, sit down with your coops, because we're about to play another game. <laughs> other sexy trivia game now. We're going to get you real slick for some movie chatting. Uh, movie trivia. Uh, Shelly, why don't you kick us off? I'd be happy to. Number A, Bob Hoskins' voice was dubbed over by a Wolverhampton actor for fear Americans wouldn't understand his London accent. After Hoskins threatened to sue Jack Gill in British Lion, the original producers before Handmaid bought the rights, the dubbing was removed. He was supported by Richard Burton, Sir Alec Guinness, and Warren Beatty. Trio of real classy guys. Oh. Classy, classy guys. Caroline, would you like to read number B for us? I certainly would. Francis Monkman's... Oh, do I have to do it in a good voice? <laughs> you can do it in whatever voice you want. Sex it up, am I, I, I got it, I got it. Francis Monkman's score is so loud during the final scene that it drowns out any noise because director John McKenzie was giving constant verbal direction to Bob Hoskins the entire time. Because sound levels on both sides needed to sync, the producers decided to mute the whole thing and put the score over it. Mmm, that's hot. That's very efficient. Wow. <laughs> wow, movie magic, baby. Michael, do you want to give us number C? But of course. For his performance, Bob Hoskins received a fan letter from a notorious London gangster, Ronald Craig. Sounds pretty scary. Pretty scary. He Ronald Craig was, a... was referenced in multiple Morrissey songs, too. Really? Yeah, Morrissey loves those guys. <laughs> I only know the Cray brothers from that um, Monty Python skit. About the oh, Thiro right! <laughs> Cray brothers, which also sounds like if you were trying to make fun of an English gangster accent, you would say Cray brothers. Oh, it's the Cray brothers. <laughs> it's the Cray brothers, isn't it? I think it is. <laughs> Silly. Is... Well, I guess old Bobby Hoskins did a pretty good job if he got a letter from the Cray brothers. How about that? That's he was a nice. real like tough guy in like an old Hollywood way. He grew up like you know, yeah, in like the East End. Is that the tough? Yeah, that's, 
That sounds right. Does that sound yeah. correct to anybody? Anyway, yeah. yeah, he's like a real East Ender. Yeah, right. there we I go. Gotta, That's right. I'm notionally aligned with uh, celebrating this character, but uh-huh. I'm afraid to look at his crimes or whatever they may be. Yes. The Cray Brothers? Yeah. Or they're they crime. were like gangsters who like I think they murdered like old ladies or something. Oh no! Yeah, I think they were nice. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> I love old and ladies. They also, I think they also ran like some dance halls, you know. Yeah. So they gave back. <laughs> yeah, they gave back to the community in their way. Yeah. You, know? you give and you take. We've exactly. had a very loud ambulance going by right now. It's Dr. Drinkenstein. It must be him. On his <laughs> way home to another house call. <laughs> more babies. <laughs> more babies need more whiskey. <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, um, but could you let us know what your background is with The Long Good Friday and with Bob Hoskins? Oh, yeah, generally? this picture. Okay, so Bob Hoskins, and this kind of jumps ahead to like another one of your questions, which we'll address in greater depth, was like my first crush. Because I was a a religious viewer of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This is obviously a beloved film for children of all ages, but especially, I think, if you were of a certain age. A Steely Danish age, shall we Mm. say. So, Mm. Bob Hoskins, long been one of my favorite actors. Mermaids, he's so good in that. Mm. Oh my god. Like, you know him and love him, and every time he does his weird American accent, because you're like, this doesn't really sound like any place where anyone's from, but I'm going to roll with it. This is obviously someone who's not American's idea of what an American <laughs> accent is based on like 40s gangster pictures. So I've loved him for a really long time. And my friend and colleague, Ash Clark, who is a fantastic programmer and critic in his own right. Uh, we have a shared love of Steely Dan. We are often talking about Steely Dan. But he hit me to this movie because I said some dumb shit on Twitter, as I so often do, about how hot Bob Hoskins is. And he sent me the shower scene from The Long Good Friday and said, if you haven't seen this movie, you got to check it out. And I watched it. And let me tell you, that shower scene isn't the half of it. This movie is unreal. The British gangster picture is like, you know, they've got a long and rich history with it, obviously, in their own film industry, which is not as well known or regarded as ours because it's not as good, obviously. But their history of the gangster picture is really interesting because they don't have like guns. Right. So every time that there's like a gangster with a gun in a movie, he's like an extra bad guy, yeah. you know, because the cops don't have guns. But also right. because their crimes seem like there is something about an English accent, even if it's a working class accent, that still seems somehow more precious and refined than the American accent. Mm-hmm. So when when you watch a British gangster picture, you're like, oh, these guys are real tough. Are they going to have tea later? You know, there's something about it that seems like less menacing. Although if mm. anyone can claim to have a menacing accent, a menacing English accent, it's got to be Bob Hoskins. Mm. He's probably the most menacing English actor when he wants to be that I've ever seen. More than like, you know, the greats like uh, Oliver Reed or like mm. Richard Harris. Or, oh, you know. yeah. Those are nice Bob guys. Bob Hoskins is like, but he was a nice guy in real life. I don't know if you've heard his Desert Island Discs episode, but it's really yeah. good. No. Oh, he does I'll I'll tell you in just a second. Banter while I Google it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I it is interesting <laughs> the sort of overlap between like British gangster movies and American gangster movies. Like I feel like they tend they didn't translate very well, but you also make a good point about how like they'll often have a kind of like specific regional American accent that they're like, Yeah, that's how Americans sound. Like I think about Tim Roth. He's always got like a little bit of a New York accent going when he tries to play American, no matter like where it's set. Like Stephen Graham is so good in The mm. Irishman. The easiest accents for English actors to do, I think, 
depending on where you're from because mm. of their received pronunciation and all that. Like, I think if you're from Northern England, it's probably a lot easier to do a Boston accent because it's like the Irish accent. Oh, you know? yeah. And there are a lot of Irish people in Northern England, which is also a subplot of Long Good Friday, which we'll get to in a moment. But for mm. English actors, allegedly the easiest accent for them to do is a Southern accent. Oh. That makes sense to me. Because yeah, it's like sort posh. of like softer, sure. like yeah. no R consonants. Yeah, yep, exactly. The so non-rotic. Yes, there we yeah. go. Yes, dog. That was going to be my like pandemic hobby. Was going to get like an old elocution manual and finally oh, learn to talk it. like a lady. And um, it didn't really, as you can hear, it didn't really pan out the way I wanted it to. I got Bob Hoskins as Desert Islandist. Dis- mm-hmm. Desert. This is why I need that fucking elocution manual. I think you're doing a Bob, great job. You're too hard on yourself. Bob Hoskins. Good. Bob Hoskins Desert Island Discs lineup. Whew, That's that a good vocal warm up. We should start doing that. Before I know. Bob Hoskins. Which wristwatches are Swiss wristwatches? Desert His favorite. Island. His castaway favorite was Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings. Don't know what the fuck that is. Oh. Lambert Hendrickson Ross Monin is in there imagine obviously because they all fucking pick imagine yeah they like that um song. mozart a section from the magic flute basic total 101 classical choice apropos yeah. of his upbringing i love it rolling stones honky tonk woman because he's a boomer ray <laughs> charles what i'd say because it's a banger humphrey littleton bad penny blues exceptional choice and then of course his opener is when i see an elephant fly from the film dumbo oh Oh my god totally across the board list <laughs> totally middle brow picks from bob hoskins i respect it so fucking that's much. so nice oh what a like cutie <laughs> he's not trying to go for the deep cuts they all always pick like wagner or Mahler or whatever yeah which is like so sus but he went with mozart which i respect yeah just a regular whole, guy uh, yeah regular no, I... old chap <laughs> i that is regular so bloke oh regular bloke yeah, it's a real regular bloke. That's all regular bloke. I have a lot of respect for someone who just like goes with what they like instead of trying to be impressive. It's like, yeah, oh, it's like a thing. There's a whole because he's the one on the desert island. One. Yeah, come you on. Just what have... you want to listen to? Oh God. Oh That's... man. <laughs> that That's is so sweet. A... So Ashley Clark introduced you to. Yeah, he sent me the shower scene. Uh-huh. On Long Good Friday, which I've since added to my sad day stuff YouTube playlist. That's such a really helpful thing to have. It's so much cheaper than therapy to just make a YouTube playlist (laughs) of the videos you like when you're sad. Oh God! And watch it it also was um, similarly inspiring, uh, like Ashley was to you. I saw the movie The Boys Club because that "I'm Not Masturbating" clip was on. Oh yeah, playlist. (laughs) He's he's a great writer and a great programmer and and so many wonderful and a great friend he has a great sub stack that i just subscribed to that i want to give a shout yes. out to because it's free and it's just like you just get ash clark's article that he wants to write because he wants to write it sent to your email every week and he's got so it much is. good stuff in there he's yeah, written i'm excellent. sure about this film but anyway he's the one who hit me to it and i went and i watched it and it blew me away the first thing that popped into my head was holy shit helen mirren did she drink the potion god what deal with what devil God. did she make? Her family are like rich um, Russian refugees from the Soviet Revolution. Yeah. The, a lot of, so, uh, you know, on IMDb, the news. There a, yeah. There was a thing about um, how apparently she also had like a gangster uncle. She had a gangster uncle. And you know what else? She's never had kids. Let it mm. be a lesson oh, to wow. us all. That's why she keeps it tight. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, holy moly. Absolutely. That's her secret. Helen Mirren so her. slamming. She is such she's she does an amazing job also in this and Cook the Thief as wife and her lover of making her gangster boyfriend look really small, not just yeah. physically, but like in your esteem with a single <laughs> withering glare. Like to, just like a the you can't see cuz this is the radio, but like the contempt <laughs> in her face is just so good. It's so subtle. She's so hot. She's, she's like so hot that she makes everyone look like a fucking loser next to her. And it's her strength. Oh. It's so true, and it's so funny that, like, I guess 10 years ago now or whatever, people were like, it's crazy. Helen Mirren, she's old, but also she's, like, hot. And it's like, yeah, of course. I mean, she's, like, a fucking goddess. She never yeah. had kids, of course. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it was a very interesting time uh, when every conversation around Helen Mirren was like, she's really fucking old, but... But she's so real hard. hard. <laughs> I can't believe I want to fuck this old lady. <laughs> this old fucking bag. <laughs> Who is this... Is this a what person yeah, are we conjuring? This is Robbie. This is this is Robbie Hoskins. Um, Robbie Hoskins. This is Robbie Hoskins. The evil. Where Bob Hoskins is like the benevolent English beloved character mm. actor. Robbie Hoskins is the malevolent American iteration, which is just yeah. He lives in Merrick, Merrick uh, Long Island. Um, that piece of shit. Yeah. He plays baseball. He, he lives. He lives in Merrick Long Island, but he roots for the Yankees. Ugh. Oh God, the worst. Uh, he's got a cousin on the force oh, oh yeah God. blue lives matter for sure this piece no, of shit Bobby Hoskins. his favorite rapper is eminem and he <laughs> he loves the he movie hates, southpaw he hates how expensive gas is and he complains about how much it costs to fill up his suv but he drives an import <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, fuck Robbie Hoskins. Fuck Robbie Hoskins. Robbie Hoskins, if you're listening to this show today, fuck you, bro. Yo, Robbie, if I ever see you in Bushwick, I will kick you straight in the nuts. On sight. Mm. On, on sight. And that's a promise. <laughs> that's a promise, baby. Right in the nuts. <laughs> oh, Robbie. Jesus Christ. So about how long ago was this? So you... Like well, a couple of years. I mean, how long ago was fucking anything? I don't know. Anywhere from know. one to four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> at, some, at some point in the last half decade, uh, I watched. I think it was fairly recently. I reckon it was probably like a within the last two years or something. I watched this. I watched it at home on a night, on a day not unlike this one, where it was dreary English weather. It may well have been even this time of year. I only started uh-huh. keeping a list of every movie I watched last year. Oh, nice! In my That's thirty cool. plus years of being a movie. Um, pervert. I've only recently started keeping a list, so I could go back and look, but I just don't want to. It was within the it's, last two years. It's really hard to do. It's such a banging movie, though, and like yeah. I say this with the utmost respect. It's so suspenseful. And speaking more broadly about the English gangster picture, you know, as a mm-hmm. as a wee lass, I was I cut my teeth on the films of an auteur you might know by the name of Guy Ritchie, who oh. was much beloved. If you liked, if you liked, uh, you know fast soundtrack laden uh, montage doing heavy lifting genre pictures the kind of which they don't make anymore by the way which which sucks like i I feel like it's only a matter of time before people are doing the revisionist read on guy Ritchie. the you know and then (laughs) and we're all gonna be like this is that we've reached the nadir but anyway like the gangster picture in england has a rich and beautiful history and i i didn't you know i had not seen a foundational text in that genre Mm. i corrected that finally with the long good friday and of course, it also sent me down a much longer Bob Hoskins rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash also sent me a, the clip of him from On the Move, which I sent you guys earlier to check out. 
one of his earliest acting roles where he is embodying that like kind version of a working class character a working class character in an english production that's actually sympathetic and it might have Mm. something to do with the fact that it was a bbc show to help adults learn to read Oh, that's because fucking that, such was the Dickensian state of England <laughs> in the 1960s and 70s that they had a yeah. major adult literacy problem. Oh, Holy shit! God. Yeah, England, fucking England, doing huh? great. It's doing great. <laughs> Things are going well now. <laughs> whenever I think about all of our myriad sins and ills as an offshoot of the crown. Um, I'm always reminded of that PSA where the kid is like, the dad finds weed in his kid's room and the kid's like, I got it from you, dad. I learned it from you. Oh God. Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, you know, to go back to Ashley Clark, uh, I do remember him saying a few years ago to me that he was like, you know, lots of things are bad in America, but England's so much more depressing. <laughs> it's like much I buy more it. There. <laughs> Maybe it's all their bad brutalist architecture. I don't know. It could be. I think it's just the, the funk of 40,000 years hanging over their cursed <laughs> island in the middle of a frigid sea. Uh, but they make some great pictures. You got to hand it to them. Oh, and they know how to make a flick. Come on. They, they definitely do. They know how to make a gangster movie. And this film is like so much more than I come to expect from. I feel like if, you, if you're not familiar with English cinema as an industry and genre unto itself, mm. then you could very easily mistake most of it for being like Merchant Ivory. Right. Or, or like World War II movies. I guess are kind of the or like movies about princes yeah and things I don't know when I think of like the mainstream English film industry it's like yeah princes and merchant ivory and the Mm. war like of course um but they have a lot of crime and stuff there you know because despite their best efforts they're still part of Europe so they deal with all the myriad products that make their way through the European back channels and what I love especially about this film is you know obviously it's a gangster picture on its surface but it's also a political movie Mm about i don't want to give away you know what's going on uh like who's behind these mysterious bombings but if you're like you know halfway intelligent you know if you're watching an english movie from the 70s and there's mysterious bombings the culprit (laughs) is not that mysterious (laughs) it's really i mean there are any number of people who had a vendetta against england as a country in the 1970s from all over the world where their empire (laughs) used to be but the ones that you hear about the most tend to usually be from one specific country Mm -hmm. so i'm not totally okay to spoil the movie at this point oh yeah yeah people (laughs) oh if they've watched already then it's the ira which like i totally called in the first five minutes because they were like right. someone blew up me car who could it be like yeah i fucking wonder who blew yeah. up my car. <laughs> wonder who is known the world over and respected by the way for planting strategic car bombs also mm-hmm. apropos given that you know it's saint patrick's day in five days this is true oh we'll my have god to make sure to post this in time <laughs> yeah, yeah, this I, is the saint patty's day episode it's talking yeah. about the ira and long good friday topical <laughs> i do also like the way that the americans are depicted in the movie I like it's just the, being like totally bumbling fucks. Yeah, the dogs. utter yeah, contempt for them. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what? It's jealousy. They're just yeah. jealous of our freedoms. Hell and yeah. we have uh, Eddie Constantine as our main American in it, who people might know from Alphaville, the Godard movie. So he was really getting around Europe. I wonder what his deep dark secret was that made him work in the European film industry. Right? Tax, I'm going to go with tax dodge. <laughs> I think that's a good guess. It's one of two. It's you're a communist or you're a tax dodger, or sometimes it's both. Could be. If you're doing things really right, you're not only a communist, but you're not giving the American government your money. (laughs) So you have to go work in Europe. (laughs) Now, would you say that Bob Hoskins in this movie is kind of your typical type? Would you say you're a typical type? 
I guess in as much as I have a type, it's just butch broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Anyone who anyone who feels so inclined to identify as such, and so, um, and for butchness, you really can't be Bob Hoskins in this movie. He's, I mean, he's not wearing a tool belt or whatever. That's what I like about him in On the Move is that he's a lorry driver, a lorry driver, no, or like a laborer, which I think they just sort of broadly mean like a guy who lifts things there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he's always in on the move. He's always wearing like overalls and drinking like really bad coffee. Yes. Um, in this movie, he's obviously uh, bettered himself in a way that is curiously anathema to English stress, like class stratification, but is also very much a part of the gangster narrative mm. in American pictures. Like he almost acts like an American gangster and like gets ahead. And so yeah. to your point, his contempt for the Americans is really curious when you consider that a man like that, if he were a real person, and I'm sure he, I mean, he's based on he's a real guy. Brothers, so <laughs> that guy totally existed over there at that time. I bet they loved American gangster pictures and were watching, you know, okay. public enemy and thinking top of the world, ma, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be me. I'm going to treat me mom real nice. <laughs> Get her a real nice council You're flat nice, with garden. <laughs> oh God. Take her to Brighton, you know, <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I think that like you can feel sort of like DN- shared DNA and like American and British gangster pictures. But it is interesting, like, you know, you talked about like the lack of guns and things like it's interesting seeing the ways in which they do diverge. And I think that like, you know, the class aspect is so it's obviously present in American gangster movies. Like it's left in like, you know, in those older ones, like it's the motivator, immigrant kids striving and stuff. But but yeah, it's interesting that like class like feels like it hangs so heavily upon everything because like Helen Mirren, uh, you know, definitely feels like part of um, yeah, different sort of like class strata and that she, being with her is a kind of um, like it's a, a signifier a of how he's yeah, yeah. Of how he's like moved up in the world. <laughs> it's an interesting performance too when you can when you compare it to like Mona Lisa as well because that's mm. another it's a film about. English class stratification and mobility, like class mobility, how much mobility exists in English society and why it is that similar to American gangster pictures, you need to go into the world of crime in order to get ahead. And Helen Mirren's kind of posh presence and like the whole thing being centered around Easter and like the significance Mm. of Easter is like a very posh holiday over there. And and his being fancy, but uncouth too is a big part of it. (laughs) All the gambling, like gambling is kind of where all the classes meet, mm. right? It's where the rich rub elbows with the criminal element and where mm. they delight in it as well. Mona Lisa is like a completely different vibe because he's a chauffeur, you know, mm. and um, and he's not, he's ambitious in a chauffeur's way. He's like an ambitious mm. chauffeur, but he's not like a gangster where he's trying to get to the top of like, you know, the British underworld. I think that their, their interest in the gangster film broadly is about the frustration of that class stratification and how it's mm. how however immobile our class structure is here in America, theirs is immobile in a way that is like entrenched, mm. like in in centuries centuries of entrenchment that go back to like literally kings and peasants, you yeah. know. So their their whole mo with the class thing is like the the only way the only way around it is to just go completely beyond the pale of polite society like there is mm. no there is no genteel way to work yourself up unless it's like a dickens novel where you have a mysterious benefactor bob <laughs> hoskins becomes his own mysterious benefactor in this film and mm. it's also a, a wonderful as are many crime pictures a wonderful film about man's hubris being his undoing yes you know? and Ugh. i i was like 
I, were, I don't want to say I was rooting for the guy the whole time. You know, <laughs> he kind of, I mean, he's hot. So I did want him to succeed. Yeah. I'm always on the side of hotties. Sure. Um, but, I, you know, I wasn't like, yeah, this guy's a real stand up dude who's got my vote. It was just like, oh, where's this going? You know, right. how is he going to, how is he going to get, you know, the piss taken out of him at the end of this picture? Oh, and, and boy, yeah. did he get that piss and taken boy, out of him. did he get that, <laughs> piss, that piss and then some. <laughs> truly. Yeah, it's interesting this sort of like class rigidity idea because I mean, like at least in America, there's so much more sort of like code switching that's possible. Like in our even just the way that we speak, and like it's interesting this like Bob Hoskins generation of actors because like you know you'll read memoirs by people like the generation before him, and they'll all talk about how they had to like stamp out their regional accent, all mm-hmm. like learn to speak RP, and so for him to have his like natural accent in this movie is. I think part of like what makes that generation like so compelling because they do feel like so specific and like they weren't just sort of like trained into, um, yeah, just sort of like personalityless like way of speaking or like having to like shed all the class markers and the regional markers that they had. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a leading actor with that accent too, yeah. which I don't think is something that would have been possible had he been born a generation before. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of accent in English film, but also in American films too. If you don't have that like mid-Atlantic accent in an old Mm. movie, you're a side character. You're the guy who has the tip on the horse or one of the reporters with like, you know, fast talking (laughs) reporter or whatever, but you are not a leading man. You're in as much as he's a romantic lead in any film. I mean, he's not the most romantic lead in this one, although that shower scene, anyway. Um, He's not a romantic leading man in this movie, and he is in Roger Rabbit with a bunch of cartoons, and he is in Mermaids (laughs) in this very comedic way. Oh, Um, who could forget about... And Mona Lisa, it's kind of a joke, too, that he's like a romantic (laughs) possibility. Hmm. But he's still a leading man, you know what I mean? Which, Which... he him having to like sue to get them to keep his accent in there too i think is even a a richer detail because like they cast him because they wanted that guy right you know they wanted they wanted the guy who sounds like bob hoskins they fucking got him and it's like (laughs) that's the best part of this movie is that you really found that dude yeah oh absolutely also not uh insignificant a guy with a bald spot yeah he defies all reason (laughs) (coughs) <coughs> pardon me <coughs> sorry i vaped into the wrong pipe um no. he is he is anathema in so many ways to like what a romantic leading man could be like in any movie yeah um, because he's like five two bald <laughs> he's um he's not like a heavy guy i would say he's maybe like he's like stocky barrel yeah. stocky yeah. barrel chested yeah what's yeah, the yeah. hot version of stout yeah he's like that stocky stocky yeah like he's like a bull like a little english bulldog you know yeah. how they're yeah, like funny. in the cartoon they're all muscly up front and then they got those wee little legs in the back Ugh. he looks like that guy yeah. with his yeah. little bowler hat tipped in the front and shit you know yeah. would you call him like a brick shit house is that brick i wouldn't say he's built like a brick i think Hell he's built yeah. like a because a shit house you have to be able to stand up in so i think he's built more like a brick dog house brick dog house <laughs> yeah but like he has a brick dog house figure I, I I think that's very accurate. <laughs> when I think of a shit house, I think it's like big, like a yeah. know, like a football you have big you a big shit shit house. I need a lot of room to spread yeah, out. I got magazine shit. rack in there. I I have the only been... oil diffuser, the candle table with the candle on it. I need Gosh. a lot of room in my shit house. That's a that's a shit nice mansion. Bathroom. That's not a shit house. Michael, yeah, we gotta we gotta plus up our bathroom here, Michael. <laughs> I think the bathroom is pretty plussed for a shit house. 
I'm just saying, compared to what Caroline's working with, come on. Compared to my luxurious McMansion shit house that I just described. Look, there's reasons I can't have the brick shit house, okay? The big brick McMansion, okay? Uh, I think we should work on it. Something we should work on. So, so this was Bob Hoskins was one of your first crushes, yes? Without a doubt, yes, absolutely. And I think it's well, obviously, it's because of Roger Rabbit and because he's sure. like covered in back hair. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that's about, but God, it wrecked, wrecked me Roger. for life. <laughs> he's so he's just like such a he looks like kind of like if you look at those the evolutionary chart of man from like. <laughs> chimpanzee did man up upright yeah. he's like not he's like one or two back he's not in the middle he's in the back half i can't like you you're telling me one or two from the front this man kind of looks like uh uh like a uh, diorama at the museum of natural history i like the way you're this is a compliment it's a huge compliment. Yeah. This is such an interesting compliment. It's not a very in vogue type right now, I should say. Oh, but God, you know, it's it not. has an it has an enduring appeal. Oh, yeah, it God. feels like everyone right now is not hairy enough. Their teeth are too good. They've got actors are too hot dogs. right now. Let's yeah, just say right out the gate. Some of them are really hot and I and I appreciate them for it. Sure. Um, because they do bring a lot of hotness to the table. But in the main, like I think character, like, we don't have character actors anymore. Or if we do, they're all hot. Like, who uh, are yeah. character actors our, now? Our idea of what's hot is, like, really the fucking issue. Because, like, I don't know. I look at someone like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and fucking Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling and Ryan, oh, uh, <laughs> the the Trinity of Chris's, and it's just like, God damn, like when we talk about hot guys, like, or sorry, like, the, what do you, what's four people? The cor- quorum of, of Chris's quartet, quartet, there it is, four math. Um, but like, fuck, there's like all these other fuckers, people out there who look like just regular ass people, and yeah. I don't know, sometimes somebody's big ass eyeballs makes them attractive, and you know. We don't have a, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I have a theory about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a multi-pronged theory. Prong one. We don't make movies with character actors anymore. So there are fewer avenues for like pretty good looking, but not Mm -hmm. super hot people to get work. Prong number two is were people hotter back then or were they just better dressed? Mm. Think Mm. about it. Mm. Think about it. Do you ever All watch right. an old movie and you think, what would this person look like if Today. they were wearing like yeah. Oakley's? Yeah. Yeah. God. Think oh about God. it. Especially watching this movie, like Hoskins can wear a pair of pants. He can totally wear a pair of pants, of course, and he has the perfect figure for it. But I think part of that is the men's tailoring from that. Day. Pants yeah, were really? different back then because every man had, had fucking cake in this movie. And <laughs> I was like, it's the pants. It's the pants. I'm we telling don't, you. We don't make pants that, uh, unless they're Lee uh, jeans. For all the people who wear Lee jeans, all right, they're good. Um, yeah. I'm a Levi's person Lee. because I have freak legs, but uh, yeah, Wait, I uh, so. pardon, 
What, what do you mean you have freak legs? I got spidery legs, and the Levi's that I get, like the specific way they make them, they just fit oh. my legs the right way, so okay. I don't look like what does Jack spidery Skellington. Mean? Yeah, I was gonna say like as in you have eight of them. You know, like Jack Skellington in uh, how he's got like a oh, little like kinda, torso, kind of like kind of spindly, kind of spindly legs. Spindly, um, got it. Like, oh. I'm I'm like I a child's. Noticed. I'm shaped like a child's uh, art project. Um, where I'm a potato person up top, and then my legs are just these pr- these prongs. Um, mm. well, but yeah, I wear Levi's. Working because I had not noticed. Pardon? Oh no, I <laughs> I have a tiny torso, long, long, long legs. Men's tailoring doesn't do a service yeah. to the men no. that wear it anymore, and I think that also no. is part of why we don't think people are as hot, or there aren't as mm-hmm. many different kinds of hot people as there used to be. Yeah. Because, to your point, Bob Hoskins has an insane dumper in this film. Oh my god. And as do all the men, ooh, also, real quick, conventionally hot, but young Pierce Brosnan at the fucking <laughs> young pool. Pierce Brosnan. Let's give him That's his all class. I have to say! Let's young give him Pierce his... Brosnan at the pool. Mm. So cute. I watched Goldeneye on an airplane with the sound off recently. <laughs> that movie holds up as an airplane. It's the movie. ideal experience to watch a movie like that. It was fine. I like love Goldeneye, whatever. Anyway, so men's tailoring until I don't know whenever in our lifetimes this happened, but it used to it used to flatter the shape, you know, would have because it's like, you know, it 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 was meant to instill a certain amount of confidence. And like Bob Hoskins in this movie is a hundred percent a guy who goes to Savile Row and pays for a tailored suit in cash. Oh, yep. Yeah. You know, he's that yeah. guy. So he would definitely have something that would be like, give me a bit of a waist, you know, or whatever. Like they knew how to dress you better back then, I uh, think. Because I think it's true. It was it was meant to be like fitting. And also you had fewer clothes. You would just like get things mm. done. You'd yeah. have things taken in or let out as the season yeah. required. Very true. Now, gosh, everyone dresses like fucking Pete Davidson. Every oh god, oh. But imagine what they would all look like if they had tailored pants. Uh, I mean, come and on. then imagine, and then imagine like Robert Ryan dressed like Pete Davidson, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> I, I want like you all it. to take a moment, center yourself, and imagine Robert Ryan, star yes. of Woman on the Beach, and Crossfire. Wild. Absolutely wild. Close your eyes, form a mental image. Wearing a t-shirt from like Pink's Hot Dogs <laughs> and like um, pants with like weed leaves on them. Right, I'm looking mm. at this guy. See I'm it looking at Ryan? Yeah. Is he I'm, hot? Right? Like, I mean, of course he is because he's like an old movie actor, but you yeah. look at him and you're like, you look like a guy from today. He yeah. he's got like a That's Peter a Falkish, like Robert Forrester kind of vibe about him. Kind of se- furrowed brow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another Robert actor Forrester. who has this. Who's the guy from Friday Night Lights? Oh, Kyle Chandler. Yeah, he's also got this like I'm, you know, your friend's yeah. dad kind of vibe. About <laughs> yeah, him. yeah, yeah he's got a very dad. old-fashioned like like block of a head. That yeah, guy. Kyle Chandler could be a star back then because he looks like yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh, absolutely. Instead, he's stuck here in the present day, being mean to Carol in the movie yep. Carol. No. Oh he does yeah. A great job though. He, does he a does really do good a great job. job. <laughs> I like Harge. Piece of shit. Harge. <laughs> Perfect name. Arge. Well, Harge. Michael, we also picked some movies to pair with this one, and I will say both of these movies have some really good fits in them. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely. Um. So, this movie reminded me a lot, just, you know, made me think of 
the unpleasant, uh, not like awful experience. Like I liked both movies, but they were both unpleasant experiences. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I picked King yeah, of New York as a movie. In a car. Oh like god! I'm realizing he's doomed. Gosh. Oh damn. I wonder. Hmm. More reading afterwards. Uh, but yeah, I picked King of New York. Um, for those great who haven't, not... yeah, it's great a great film. one. It's a great one. Great. Pick. Um, yeah. For those Walking who is so handsome in it. Oh God. He's great. Fucking Wesley Snipes is great. Holy mm. moly. Oh yeah, we both got Wesley Snipes movies. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> also, Walken has my favorite line reading ever in that movie when he goes, "Ha, ha." <laughs> You know, I love money. <laughs> he's so good in this. Another, I, I don't know if he's short, but he's a, I think he mm. might be on the, on the weir side. Yeah. He's lean for sure. He's lean. And he also trained as a dancer for many. Oh yeah. He's. Oh mm. yeah. He is so what was the music video that he's in? Ha- oh, well he's in the, the fat boy slim video, obviously, yeah. but, um, oh, which is, I think it's weapon of choice, but also he's in the video for Madonna's bad girl. That oh. is like an all-time performance from him. Both of you check that out. And then have either of you seen Pennies from Heaven with Steve Martin? Oh, Hardin yes. When he was, no, I'm not. I'm his whole, no chaperone. His Let's Misbehave striptease number where he tap dances on a bar. It's He's so such hot. a... Tra- Christopher Walken would be famous back then. Yeah. Easily. He would have been like James Cagney or George Raft. Oh, yeah. Keeping with the gangsters who know how to dance theme. Did you guys know that George Raft and James Cagney were both dancers too? What? Yeah. James Cagney. Yeah, George Raft was too. They both grew up in Yorkville, and they knew each other coming up as as kids in the like the bad German neighborhood in New York. Oh no! Which is how you know how long ago this was. Yeah, and they were like you know vaudeville vaudeville guys. George Raft was like an elegant dancer, and also I think a tax dodger. Interesting. Yeah, and short. Uh. Keeping with the theme of short tax dodging kings. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I um I love the George M. Cohan movie with uh Cagney. And I also I, love I another don't love short that King movie. Joel Grey. Oh yeah, Joel. Who also Grey played George King. M. Cohan on Broadway. Wow. I feel like we're gonna end up doing a short kings uh sequel to our Part initial short I've got kings. the list of short Jewish kings right here when you're ready to do that episode. Oh, and I've got God. I've got their name, their height, and their birth name. <gasps> Oh, now do you have height as listed on the internet or height that you really think that they are? Because I think oh, I put, I put regular, like, I put the height listed on the internet, but you can always subtract too. Yeah, I think you can always like, is <laughs> knock off really two inches. Five, nine? <laughs> yeah. Is not really five nine? I don't know. Oh, you're five five? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Are you? Mm, suspicious. <laughs> Tony Curtis, five nine? Really? Mm, no way. Not a no chance way. in hell. No way. Kirk Douglas, not five nine. No. Oh my god. God, I love that all these all these guys want to be five nine though, as someone who I'm like as if that's the goal is five nine. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. No like, offense. Man, am I not enjoying being five nine enough? Um You could be stretching it and say five ten or five eleven. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I hate those people. I you could do be... a you could do a five ten. No, no, no. I'm not five ten. I'm five nine. You're I'm just gonna five, you're nine. gonna lean into five nine. I'm gonna lean With into five nine. Spider legs, and then I'm gonna grow Short torso, itty bitty torso. Um, but oh god, I'm gonna lean into five nine because one day I'm gonna grow backwards and I'm gonna be five eight like my dad, and that's gonna be those are gonna be the best years of my life. I can't wait. I do um, think five seven, five eight is like the ideal height. Oh. Oh, um, it's a good height. I'm gonna put a pin so, right here because I have to pee so 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 bad. Uh, do it. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be right back. We will pause for a second. Okay. 
Uh, it, so Caroline uh, rightfully pointed out uh, when we paused for just a second that Bob Hoskins was in the original Pennies from Heaven. And he God does done. a great job as a gangster song and dance man, too. Yeah. He's so darling in that movie. I got to see him. Series. Oh, God. A little dancer. <laughs> I got to check this out. He's he's just got everything that a woman could possibly want. He's mm. charming. He can dance. He's got that gravelly voice. He's Harry got back Shoulders. hair. <laughs> yep. Looks good in suspenders. It's oh. nice to hear the suspenders bit and the back hair bit. Holy he's shit. He's got that ass, too. Oh, obviously, yeah. which is an underrated quality on a man, but still a very important ache. one. Ache. Oh. So... Michael, I think King of New York was a great pairing. I picked a movie that I have not seen in a very long time, but seemed like it would be a good fit, which is uh, New Jack City. The Mario I haven't Van seen Pickles that one. Movie. It great is, picture. It's good. It's very good. Wesley Snipes also in it. Lots of great fits. Some really good suits. Great like 90s haircuts. It's It's got that 90s does 40s tailoring too. Uh-huh. Oh, that's like, fun. <laughs> A friend of mine who um, who also like loves this kind of particular aesthetic and '90s suiting and mm. clothes broadly um, got married last year, and his and his kind of low key dress code ask for this very informal wedding was like '90s does '40s night Amazing. at the Copacabana New Jack God, kind of thing. That is it's, fun. It's, it was it was a moment because think about it like the untouchables armani did the fucking suits in the untouchables yeah. and i think that's what kicked the whole thing off oh my god because oh, those guys were all great. wearing armani but that but the big shoulders the high-waisted pants wide this is this is it we've identified the moment when men's tailoring finally <laughs> sundowned and it was after the end of history uh, in 1999 <laughs> we lost the way because so as early, I mean, as recently as the 1990s, when New Jack City, when New Jack City came out, people were still doing that like 90s yeah. thing for their night at Copacabana themed party at the club. <laughs> yeah. You got to watch this movie, Michael. You're gonna love it's it. So the good. cast is uh. insane: Wesley Snipes, Ice T, Chris Rock, Mario Van Peebles, Bill Nunn. It's, oh my God, Bill Nunn! Ah. Oh, so many people it. that it's I love a, in that movie. It's a real yeah. rogues gallery. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love a movie that I can watch and get some nice uh, fashion tips from because mm-hmm. I'm trying to dress a little bit better these days, <laughs> you know? No, I think I think it'd be good. You get some good hat recommendations from this, some good chains. Well, I don't know if I could do a hat, but... Um... Oh, it's a lot of like blazer with a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, and high-waisted pants with a belt kind of deal. Oof. I love high-waisted mm. pants with a belt. I know it's great. I get to God, I get to show to off these long legs. Like you wear great. pants up to your sternum, Ugh. and then you get a big belt, and you tuck a t-shirt into it, and then you wear a big blazer that makes you look like a child playing dress up. And that's Hell a nineties yeah. man in daddy's that closet. Is look. <laughs> it's very much that kind of look. So, just reading about just reading about New Jack City again because sure. I mean to revisit it. The soundtrack. Uh-huh. Went number one and was platinum. Damn, I did not. It's know a fantastic. That. It's What's a fantastic on this soundtrack. New. It's Jack. a great soundtrack. It's all probably New Jack swing music. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was know. right. <laughs> what an exciting. Oh, I'll be sure is on here. What an exciting Keith era. Sweat. There's a song from Guy. 
Cash. Tina Marie. Tina Marie. Come on, it's like complex. Nothing but hits. Oh my God, Johnny Gill. The song oh. I Want to Sex You Up is on here? Ooh. Oh, that one's so good. Wow. That song rules. Damn. Oh, okay. Well, I know what I'm listening to when I get on the yes. train today. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. We got a couple of good picks. <sighs> now, we are hitting around an hour. So we're going to start wrapping things up. But before we do... Got a little game we'd like to play. Oh, uh, oh I love games. <laughs> you love a little game. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this game is called What You On About? Or What Are You On About? What Are You On About? Is, Got it. <laughs> what Are You On About? I wasn't on what you were about. But. <laughs> it's a, a game where I am going to read a bit of Cockney rhyming slang. And you guys have to guess what it stands for for anyone listening who doesn't know about rhyming slang uh it's pretty self-explanatory there are little phrases uh that stand in for a word that rhymes with that phrase that was a bad way of describing it but i think you did a great job thank you so much so if you guys know the answer you can buzz in by saying your name um yeah, so these are all um, dirty. So the first one is <laughs> the phrase James Blunt is rhyming slang for what word? <laughs> Caroline. Cunt. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Michael. Wait, she already got the answer. She didn't say her name. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Michael. Oh, Michael. The C word. Oh, you can say cunt. It's okay. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry about that, Caroline. Lost it on a technicality. Oh, Michael. Do we actually have to say the word? You don't have to. You're being respectful. That's yeah, nice. but then I should lose the point. I play by the rules. Neither of us gets okay. a point. You both lose. We yeah. should both get a point because no. he can't say the C word and I fucked up. You know what? I, I like that fair. better. We're you doing a deal. Get a point. We're, we're doing a deal. Yeah. You know? I, I'm just saying we can split this point. We can split this point. You know what I'm saying? It seems equitable to both of us. You know, you know, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's nice. Oh, beautiful, guys. Beautiful. This is teamwork. I like it. Okay. Number two. Broom handle. This one's a little tricky. Broom handle. Uh, mm. And the rhyme is a phrase. Or it's two words. Caroline. Caroline. A bedroom scandal. <gasps> Close enough that I will give you the point. It is <gasps> sex scandal. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was trying to rhyme bedroom broom. Mm, no, right. no, that was a good guess. It was close enough. You get you get the point. Mm. Number three. Berkshire Hunt. Mm. I'm never going to forget this one. Berkshire? Yeah, but it's only one word is the rhyme. Caroline. 
Is it cunt again? It's cunt again. You had it in there twice? Got two cunts in here. I didn't think there were going to be two. You sure do, Shelly. We've got a couple of repeats in here. Uh, Listen, I outsourced this to my British classmates. So they picked fake on ones them. just to fuck with you. Oh, man. Oh, my <laughs> no. Are your British castmates going to be listening to this? Oh, maybe. I, oh, God. Now I sound all like all our little accents. Oh, God. I sound like such a silly American. What are they going to do about it? Yeah, I just want English on. people to think I'm cool. Um, do you? I don't, know, I don't yeah, know why I want fine. this. I don't know why I want this. I don't know why mm. I want this. You know why? It's because in America you think that the British are automatically better than you because they're the their accent that all the Nazis use in World War II movies, and they narrate all the nature documentaries. Yo, so we think you. of them as being more sophisticated. That's so true. You know what? Uh, that my, one of my colleagues is uh, British, and I think he's so cool. And uh, this explains it. Yeah. Uh, you think he's cool because he's got an accent? You yeah. know, and we're just two black guys. Ah. Uh, Careful not to call him a Berkshire Hunt, though. Oh, he I would never. Like he's so he's unless so... you guys are palling around and it's like some lad shit where you're like, "Hey, you Berkshire yeah. Hunt." Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. More laid back <laughs> about saying hunt than we are. It's fun for them. That's like it's an affectionate term. I think it's the way that yeah. people use "bitch" here. Like, "Oh my god, bitch!" Yeah. yeah. Oh, you cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe you should say it, Michael. <laughs> But okay. then I wonder if you call somebody a bitch in England, are they like, we never oh. use that word. We never. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> well, oh, I never. I never. My monocle. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> Every British person wears a monocle, obviously. Ooh. Yeah, and I talk Woo-hoo. about nails. <laughs> okay, number four. Bristol City. Oh, Michael. Go ahead. Um, uh, something about a titty. Yeah, it's just titty. It's Good titty. job. That's even nice. more complicated than just saying titty. Yeah, right? I, I don't, don't know. They're don't... really taking a roundabout way of saying some of this stuff. It's like, let's just say the word. Come on. It's, yeah. Come on. Okay. Cobbler's alls. Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Balls. Yep. <laughs> uh. What about ducks and geese? This one is tricky. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to get this one. It is not sex related. It's hmm. two words. Say that. Say it again. Ducks and geese. Ducks it's not dirty, but ducks and... is one of the words. <laughs> it well, hmm. It's dirty, right. but it's not like anatomy. Uh, I got hmm. it. Uh, yes, look, I'm thinking. I'm putting. I'm connecting the dots. Uh, uh-huh. Fucks in peace, because like when things get really loud and there's people arguing, and you're like, <laughs> "Quiet down! I'm trying to fucking peace." Um, uh huh. So that's not correct, but I like the. You don't ever say that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to fucking peace here. This is New York Listen, City. Like, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to just give this one because it's 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 a tough one. It's fucking police. Fucking police? Mm. Fucking police? That's a bit of a... Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, something like that, maybe? I don't know. Fucking police. Fucking geese? Fucking geese. Fucking geese. I'm trying to fucking pace here. You fucking police? 
I went from ducks and geese to fucks and geese. <laughs> fucks and geese. I like ducks and geese. Ducks and geese is good, right? But I like fucks and geese better. Ducks and geese. Fucking geese. Okay, number seven. There's more rank. Okay, almost done. Only almost done. I'm so bad at this. No, I think you're doing a great job. I'm really shitting the bed. I mean, you're in the lead. Okay. Okay. J. Arthur Rank. It's gonna be one word. Like the film producer. Oh, I guess. I don't know. Okay, Caroline. Okay. Skank. Ooh, not quite. No. But good. She's guess. a right J off the rank, ain't she? <laughs> Come on, it works. It's good. It That's works. Good. I Honestly, think it works. I like it. You know what? I'm we give, give the point. point. Who makes this shit up anyway? Do they have like a meeting where they go over it? <laughs> yeah, or like... right. Is it like the like French Academy? <laughs> well, there are just so many things that you can rhyme with so many other things. So it's yeah. like, how do you know that you're using the right rhyme? Can you just make up any rhyme and it works? I guess you, know? you can like, just What are the ground rules here? Context clues, I guess. Because J. Arthur Rank was wank. Oh, that's the so other word that sounds double like. double British like... there. God damn it. Wank, right. Okay, two more. He's a real wanker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for a J off a rank. That's really funny. <laughs> okay, number eight. Mickey Bliss. It's gross. It's one word. Ew. Oh, Caroline. Is yeah. it piss? <laughs> it's piss. I knew piss uh-huh. was going to be on there, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> All this just seems so laborious saying I'm going to go do a Mickey what? Mickey Bliss? A Mickey Bliss. I got to go take I, a Mickey Bliss. It's like, just go say I'm going to pee. I, I got to go slash a piss. I'll be right back. I guess they've got more free time in England or something. Do uh, they? Because they're all on the dole. <laughs> yes. That's when they made these up. And they couldn't find jobs because of Margaret Thatcher. Uh, the worst. Honestly. She's the worst. Have you guys seen that video of that old Scottish lady? Yes. When she died, I love that woman. Oh, I don't know no. where she, I hope she. I hope wherever she is, she's having an amazing time. Me too. I'll send it to you, Michael. It's just this old Scottish biddy that they interviewed when Margaret Thatcher died, and she's like, "They should put a stake in her heart to keep her from coming back." Oh, oh my she's god. She's like a. She's like a like a cute little old lady that looks like she would be at the fucking farmers market. She's swearing like a fucking sailor in the most incomprehensible accent I've ever heard. And she's wearing like Donegal tweed and also a polka dots. Sick. Yeah. I don't know. She's like crazy. She's got a little oh. headscarf, I think. She's got like some cute little, yeah, she's wearing like a little yeah. little ascot. That's or great. She's like really immaculately dressed and maybe even wearing pearl earrings and just swearing like a sailor about how much she hated Margaret Thatcher. Ugh. She rules. She's just so what cool. that awful, nasty bitch deserved. <laughs> Wherever she is, she's miserable. She's, she's a hell. real, she's a real Barbara Hunt or whatever the hell. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I think you win. Real the game. Michael Hunt. Thank you. <laughs> I think you. I think. That was good. Ugh. Okay. Very last one. Orchestra stalls. This is balls again. This is balls again. This balls again. It sounds like they have a lot of different convoluted ways of saying. Balls and fuck over there. Cunts and balls. God. Uh. Don't they talk about anything else? I guess no, that's all they talk nasty. about. This is it, the country that produced Shakespeare, Byron, Shelley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlowe. Really, really fallen Dickens. off since then. 
Well, you were a runaway success on that, Caroline. Uh, Michael, I'm very sorry. Thank you. It's because I watched hard. all those Guy Ritchie movies when I was a kid. You know what? I'm I'm not sorry. I'm very uh I hung back. Hmm. Yeah. That was good of you. Yeah. <laughs> you lost like a gentleman. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know what I was fucking talking about. You ever play a game and you're like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> God. That was lovely. I would never call you a James Blunt. Michael. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> i hope not well that was a rousing game uh caroline before we go do you have anything you'd like to plug oh do i have i i um. have so many things to plug um my first film a feast of man is now available for free on tubi the Amazing. working man's criterion collection as i like to call it so check it out come on we know um. Uh, so check out A Feast of Man on Tubi. Even if you hate it, give it five stars on uh, Tubi and um, Letterboxd. Just because I really want to keep my ranking with Showgirls. I had the same IMDb <laughs> ranking as Showgirls for a minute, but now people wow. are like hip to Showgirls being a masterpiece, so the ranking's gone up. Uh, but for a minute there, I also had the same ranking as Hard Ticket to Hawaii for a while, which I think was like a 4.8. I was into that. Nice. Anyway, so go watch Feast of Man on Tubi. It's free. And I'm making a second film that's very different. It's about a 14th century Christian mystic who became the first woman to write a book in English. And I'm raising money for it right now. And if you want to uh, donate in any capacity, I encourage you to. And you can find the URL on my Twitter and hopefully in the description of this episode. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, if you would like to follow us on social media, we are at Everyone is Hot Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's one as in the numeral one, not O-N-E. And yeah, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and leave a little review saying who your stealth sex symbol is. And we just might read it on the show. And if you want to give us anything less than five stars, then you can fuck right off. Like, why would you log in to, to, to it? to it and yeah. give us like a subpar <sighs> yeah who does that what who kind of a monster that? are you take <laughs> you a should long... think about your life choices take a yeah, long hard shower you... and think about all of your mm -hmm. sins look in yeah. the mirror and then smash that mirror in a really melodramatic fashion because you yeah. realized you're a piece of shit and then spend time with your family and pastor <laughs> and then come back and give five star reviews only, you miserable little shit. You, you do it, shit. you James Blunt. <laughs> Oi, I'll catch you around here leaving me anything less than five stars. <laughs> I can't, I sound like whenever I try to do this accent, I don't know why I sound like my dentures came loose. I don't have dentures IRL. I mean, like if I had them and they'd come loose, that's how I would sound. <laughs> I need some spixodent. I'm falling and I can't get up. Every American is entitled to do a bad British accent because we have to watch so many movies where we have British actors going, I am American. I was born here in America. Uh, I love it me. when they do I, want I love when I'm watching. I'll have a hamburger sandwich, please. Please put some much extra like... ketchup on that. Yeah, sure Ugh. thing, officer. <laughs> <laughs> well guys this was beautiful caroline thank you so much for being here this was a thank blast. you both for having me uh, have a of a gloomy saturday yeah. thank you so much for gracing us with your presence really it was really <laughs> it was really something oh nice one michael that's one good <laughs> thank you all right well thank you michael thank you caroline and thank you listeners 
And uh, Michael, what should they do? Oh my God. Uh, Use whatever moisturizer you can in the morning and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just take care of your your skin as much as you can and uh, drink so much water and Mm -hmm. stay horny. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.